Welcome to the Shared History Podcast, where we discover the rich history of various communities and cultures in the city of Fresno and in Central Valley. Today, our episode will venture into one of the previously unrecognized yet prominent communities that has been put on the national sphere with a full-scale invasion of Ukraine by the Russian Federation on the February 23rd, 2022. My name is Vlad Babich, and I am currently studying history as an undergraduate student at Fresno State University. It was Thursday, February 24th. An ordinary evening, a young student was returning to his quiet and peaceful home of Fresno County after a long day of school and work. As he was driving onto the beautiful foothills of Sierra Nevada to his home in Wonder Valley, basking in the views of the falling leaves sinking in the peaceful waves of the Kings River, the last rays of sunlight piercing the ever-calming blue skies with the colors indescribable to man's eyes. The windy roads guarded by the thick squadron of oak trees, a rare sight for a Central Valley ecosystem. The birds singing their last tunes, cattle slowly making their way home for the night. Momentarily, he turned his attention to the nearby homes and its happy families preparing for the dinner. Everything around looked so ordinary yet special, peaceful but not ceaseless, beautiful yet not grasping, his mind lingering that all of this can be taken away momentarily with no warning or preparation. A moment where the action of one or a few can turn my beautiful Fresno into the heap of ruins, ecological disaster, human genocide, tearing families from their homes, turning longtime neighbors to enemies, brothers to traitors, shared history to ruin. Imagine a scenario where the United States would attack on the presumption that Canadians were truly Americans held hostages by their freely elected government, whose right to sovereignty solely lies on the realm of the American interest. Let's disregard the fact that both the countries speak similar languages, share common history, and family bonds that last generations. This is the situation that I found myself in that day. Me, an Ukrainian-American who is a quarter Russian, a quarter Bulgarian, with two Ukrainian grandfathers, born and raised in the Russian-speaking family in Western Ukraine. There are not that many who were able to relate to my feelings and emotions, but a small yet prominent community that existed in Fresno since the early 20th century. Majority of the Ukrainian and Russian Americans in Fresno who make up so-called Slavic community united themselves in the ongoing call for the support of Ukraine. In this episode, I will do my best to inform you about the origins of the Slavic community in Fresno, explore the moments of its unity and tension in the wake of the war in Ukraine, and the effect of a religion in this aspect. The first Slavic community in Fresno starts with the Russian group of religious dissidents called Malakans. This sect of the Russians was named Malakan because they did not abstain from drinking milk or eating meat during the Orthodox fast. They originated in the Tambov province in the 18th century Russia, but soon, due to the religious persecution, they dispersed first to the diverse parts of the Russian South, Caucasus, then to Armenia and Azerbaijan, and later in the 20th century to North America, Iran, and Turkey. By the mid-1920s, small groups started to leave San Francisco and Los Angeles to look for land across the United States, in places like Hawaii to work in sugarcane fields, and Glendale, Arizona. Others bought 13,000 acres of land in Baja, California, present-day Mexico. 
but the construction of the paved road brought many Mexican, Jewish, Chinese, and Japanese farmers into this area, bringing religious and cultural diversity, and thus driving out most of the Malacans back to California. At last, they settled on one of the most successful communities in a place called Kerman, Central California, 30 minutes outside of Fresno. Soon it became one of the largest and most economically successful rural Molokan settlements in North America. What is the current status of the Molokan community in Central California, and how did they affect other groups around them? Since their arrival to America, Molokans have engaged in constant struggle to keep their communities free from the outside influence of the American culture and traditions. Similar to German Mennonites who founded religious farming communities in Ridley by the late 1800s that took on farming jobs as the means of hard earnable income and social independence from blooming urban centers. However, by the 21st century, the new generation struggled to find jobs outside of the agricultural sector. And they have ventured into exploring higher education in order to seek social advancement and fulfillment. Today, Russian Malakans no longer live a simple lives of peasants like their first generations. Their core religious values and traditions still ring true for some of them, but there is constant change. The Malakans that originally migrated to America are no longer the same people, but their deep religious roots and traditions still remain true in present generations. I got to have a conversation with one of the members of the Kerman Malakan community, who is a longtime friend of mine, but wished to remain anonymous. In our conversation, he disclosed the difficulties that he had faced being in the Malakan community, which involved him traveling outside of America to find and keep his Malakan family traditions in marrying traditional Malakan woman. In striving to retain Russian language, they developed their own mix of Russian and English. In striving to keep tradition and heritage, they lost the meaning behind the use of these customs. In striving to keep her undefiled religion, they lost so many people who left Christianity altogether. Indeed, a detailed introspection of the Malkan community and its identity warfare between their heritage and the lures of American society differs greatly from the next wave of Slavic immigrants who traveled to America, who revered American traditions and culture that caused them to leave the Soviet Union and its communist mentality. The second migration wave didn't happen until the 1980s, when the few Soviet Ukrainian families managed to flee Soviet Union along with the mass exodus of the Soviet Jews into Israel and the United States. One of the first families that moved in California, specifically Fresno, was the Hanjaya family that miraculously emigrated from Soviet Union Ukraine in 1982, citing the Article 52 of the Soviet Constitution that states, citizens of the USSR are guaranteed freedom of conscience, that is the right to profess or not to profess any religion and to conduct religious worship or atheist propaganda. Incitement of hostility or hatred on religious grounds is prohibited. They settled in Los Angeles with their relatives and filled themselves into the existing vibrant Slavic community in Los Angeles. 
At this time, their daughter decided to study at Fresno Pacific University, and with the invitation of the local German-Russian professor at the university, who happened to be pastoring a small Slavic Baptist church of five or six elderly members. After falling in love with the agricultural diversity and the large territory of Central Valley, they decided to relocate to Fresno. Andreev spent their first few years assimilating to the new climate and were surprised to find out the already existing tight-knit Malakan community in Kerman. They quickly made connections with the Kerman community and Malakans permitted the newcomers to collect the leftover crops from harvest for free. Other communities, such as German immigrants from Tsarist Russia and Ridley, also helped out to supply the community with seasonal jobs in their farms and access to fresh crops. Different local organizations and churches also helped the first migration families to find affordable housing, enroll in adult school English courses, and even find jobs around town. How did community grow from the dozens of Slavic immigrants to the thousands in Fresno? The collapse of the Soviet Union led to a failing economy, open borders, religious freedom that appealed to millions of Slavic citizens to come to the United States and particularly California because of its thriving economy and existing Russian-speaking communities. However, Fresno is not a major hub in attracting these migrants. In its comparison to the big cities like Sacramento and Los Angeles that already contain thriving Slavic communities since the mass Russian exodus during the October Revolution, following the First World War into the United States. Slavics came to Fresno mostly because of the invitation by the relatives or friends, thus slowing down the rate of migration and creating a village feeling in the Slavic community where everyone felt like they knew each other, despite living in Fresno County with over a million residents. Fresno became unique in such a way where Slavic residents who invited the relatives to join them at Fresno worked hard to ensure their comfort and safety and welcomed them with open arms, hoping to grow and develop the church. The second huge factor in attracting Slavic immigration to Fresno was the recruitment of the Slavic young students to the Fresno Pacific University. Majority of the students were recruited by the local counselor, Vyacheslav Gladysh, an ex-immigrant from California, out of state by opening up financial opportunities, finding affordable housing or dorms, and offering a variety of scholarships and grants. This drew a sizable youth and a young adult congregation to the city and led to the increase of the Slavic population, later leading to intermarriage and their potential life further down in the community. In this excerpt of my conversation with Daniel Hanjev, one of the first Slavic second wave immigrants to Fresno, we discussed the origins and the reasons of the tension between the first Ukrainian and Russian immigrants that led to the creation of the new Ukrainian Baptist Church in the late 90s in the city of Fresno. Would you say that that was one of the biggest reasons that the Slavic community in Fresno, besides it's the differences in culture, being from different countries, held it together because of this familial um, kind of interaction? I, I think and maybe even differently, I would say probably more of religious reasons, I would say. Uh -huh. I, in fact, I think probably almost all the early immigrants probably went somehow, some way, religious people. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe... Maybe most motivating reason probably was maybe not even so much of uh, seeking different. I, I would say probably with most it was more religious freedom, not persecuting, because almost all of the earlier immigrants were that we've met were churchgoers. Okay, and all of a sudden, then as time went by, you know, nineties, late, you know, 
uh, maybe early now, all of a sudden you meet somebody who's like, you don't know, mm-hmm. which was like Russian speaking, but you don't know, which is like shocking because they're mm-hmm. not a churchgoer even. Mm-hmm. And, and all of a sudden you meet somebody who is not church affiliated, you know, in some way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and so you realize, okay, different people immigrate, not just churchgoers, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the first relationship between the Ukrainian and Russian communities? Ethnic differences, or even identity nationalism, between the different Slavic ethnicities did not occur until the late 90s in Fresno. Certain religious disagreements within the church community that consisted of different backgrounds that shared Russian as the main language in the religious services caused the group of Ukrainian families to start a new home group and later formed into a church. The third migration wave brought many ethnic Russians to the Ukrainian church and soon it was forced again to change its identity due to the language barrier that Russians encountered. Interestingly, most of these second wave immigrants came from the city of Chernitsi, which was already known for its ethnic and religious diversity, filled with Ukrainians, Russians, Romanians, Jews, Germans, and Poles. Here's an excerpt of my conversation with Alex Ivanov, who grew up in Fresno Slavic community and currently serves as a pastor of the local Slavic church named House of the Gospel. In this, he analyzes further decision-making of our church to accommodate all Slavic ethnicities in deciding to preach in Russian language that is understood by all the churchgoers. I know that some tensions tried to start in 2014, mm-hmm. when the first kind of fighting began between Russia and Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And the pastor at the time, he was very intentional about making sure that we do not have this the 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 fighting the conflict between russia and ukraine reflected in this community mm-hmm. so when that happened um in 2014 already some slavic communities and we bring up sacramento right mm-hmm. in sacramento they've all they were experiencing splits mm-hmm. and it wasn't like a full-on war yet right yeah and and so seeing that our pastor he came he came out on stage and he literally said, look, we're not going to have that at our church. We, we accept everyone. We're not built on ethnic differences. And in 2014, we already had our English service. Yeah. So we already had some inflow of non-Slavics at the church. Mm-hmm. So and maybe that helped us to kind of keep that mix going. How did the community react to the war started in 2014? The news of the first violent clashes and military conflicts in Crimea and then in Donbass spread like wildfire throughout Slavic community. Many of the Slavic Americans took their opinionated beliefs to social media chats, then onto community clubs, gatherings, and even churches. I vividly remember hearing the news of a fight that broke outside the church between the two churchgoers because of the political situation in Ukraine. This alarmed many Fresnonians and even was addressed by a local pastor who was an ethnically Ukrainian and spoke Ukrainian at home, but intentionally chose to speak in Russian in every service to adhere to the needs of the community. He reiterated the long-standing tradition of the church that was founded on the belief that all Christians are equal in the eyes of God, and that we ought to look past our ethnical and political differences in an effort to value our humanness. Throughout my interview with Alex Ivanov, he uncovers three main reasons for the unity between Ukrainian and Russians in the church, as well as in the larger Fresno community. First, the desire of the community to maintain and value ethical diversity because of its religious values that call the church to make disciples of all nations. 
Secondly, due to the small number of Slavic immigrants in the city of Fresno, where people feel that they have little choice but to stay connected to one another. And thirdly, because of the background of Slavic immigrants in Fresno that came from different corners of the former Soviet Union, but so many are connected to each other through their relations of family. The full-scale invasion did little to change the sentiment and the attitudes of the community that learned over years to support those wronged by the evil government, just as they experienced firsthand during the Soviet suppression and persecution of religion in the Cold War era. Many Russian Americans organized efforts to donate and send humanitarian aid to Ukrainians affected by the war, including a Ukrainian military hospital in Lviv. Therefore, the events that transpired on the February 24th did little to affect the relationship between the Ukrainians and Russians at Fresno. A prominent example is the current effort of the nonprofit organization called Orange Lamb Ministries that has been founded by a fellow Russian Fresno migrant named Boris Nibashinitz and that have organized their efforts to find affordable housing for hundreds of refugees across Fresno, opened a private free English school, and provided several job opportunities. Unlike its counterparts, the Fresno Slavic community only grew closer and warmer given its smaller size, family, relation, and connection, common religious affiliation, and a keen desire to love and help others. The full escalation of war in Ukraine brought millions of refugees into the United States, and more than 100 new families found a safe haven in Fresno. Due to the uncertainty in their legal status, it is difficult to draw certain conclusions regarding their permanent resident status, but their ongoing presence had already influenced the city of Fresno greatly. Dozens of faith-based communities organized efforts in helping these families to find temporary housing, employ them in jobs, opened food drives and collected million tons of humanitarian aid for the local refugees and those who still remain in war zones. Such a reaction only warms my heart and I feel confident that Fresno will become a safe haven and a beam of light for any victim of violence and aggression and that our unique ability to unite despite our ethnic or cultural differences will become an example to all.